Have a dope day. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How are all of God's blessed and highly favored people doing today? We are praying fervently, looking for heaven to open up, waiting for our Savior to return, right? In Jesus' name, I mean, we are paying attention to the signs of the time. And because we've been told what to expect and what we should be doing when we see such things take place. And let's not be mistaken. He's getting ready. So just like he's getting ready, so should we, right? Amen. And I'm not trying to frighten anybody or, you know, but, 
you know, or make you feel uncomfortable. But we can't continue to act as though we don't know what's happening, right? We need to get our heads out of the sand. We need to keep our lamps filled with oil, always ready for his return. We should have been always living that way. But because we've become so comfortable in this Christianity walk that we are taking, that we feel there's no need to pay attention to what the rest of the book was telling us. But now more than ever, it's important for us to go back and understand exactly what that book, what the instructions were. That's like reading, you're going on a trip and you read the first part of the instructions. You you read through all the instructions. So you're like, yeah, okay, I know how I'm getting there. But then as you're taking the trip, because the trip is long and you're like, yeah, I have an idea of how I need to get there, that you just put the car on auto and you're just coasting, listening to music, eating your snacks, checking out the scenery until it's like, wait a minute. I know I'm going someplace, but I think they said I was supposed to take a turn at, but you don't know clearly exactly where you're supposed to be turning or exactly which road you were supposed to take, but things look familiar, but you're not quite sure. That's where we are right now. Everybody that's in the church is like, ah, we know something was supposed to be happening when we saw this sign, but what did he say exactly? We should always be vigilant and know exactly what's going on at all times. And that's not to say that you walk around in a state of panic and confusion because there should be no panic or confusion. You should just be living life, always expecting what's to come next. And that's all it is. It's just a wake-up call to some of us that might be sleeping that pay attention. Just pay attention. And now that's where putting on our armor comes in. Putting it out, putting on our armor. I don't don't take it lightly that we've been going through this entire series talking about what each piece of armor represents. Because yes, everyone's always used, yeah, I got my armor on, or yeah, I know the armor of God, but, but we've been going into detail about what each piece actually represents. So you have a clear understanding. Because see, in his word, he always says, Everyone's going to know who he is. So when he returns, nobody's caught off guard. Nobody's caught. Oh, nobody told me. No one's going to be able to say no one told them. Now, whether you listen to it and you followed it is another story. But no one is going to be able to say, I didn't know. Nobody prepared me. I would have taken the steps to do blah, blah, blah. No. So that's why we're going over all of this so that you know, you know what to do for yourself. And then you can then tell others as well. So we're putting on our armor because we're getting battle ready. Because we know once again that we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. Although everything is playing out that way, it looks like with all the wars going on that it's flesh and blood. That's the issue. They're not the issue. The people think that the enemy is walking around in skin with a body and breathing. And yes, that's 
could be the enemy, but that's the vessel he's using. That's the vessel he's using when the warfare is taking place here in this physical realm. But we know the actual warfare is taking place in the spiritual realm. And that's why we're praying. That's why we're walking, conquering territories and not backing down to the truth, which is the word of God. That's why it's more important for us now more than ever to take your stand and say, this is what I believe. This is what's going to happen. And I'm not backing down from my beliefs. So with that, we're going to continue to put on our uniform for the battle because we know the battle is on and popping, right? So of course, our scripture for today as it has been for the past couple of weeks, is coming from Ephesians 6, 14 to 18. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with truth, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. I always get tongue-tied at that point. And take the helmet of salvation. And that's our topic for today, the helmet of salvation. Thank you, Lord. Blessed is the reading of your word. So now, the helmet is an item that is used to protect a person's head from injury, right? We've all seen them. We've probably even worn them at one time or another in our life. And I remember when I was growing up and I was learning how to ride a bike. And I actually taught myself how to ride a bike because I was like, I'm going to learn how to ride this bike if it's the last thing I do. So I'm on this bicycle and I'm just pedaling, pedaling, falling, pedaling, pedaling, falling. Because, you know, with riding a bike, it's all about it's coordination. It's your eyes, your hands, your feet, your brain. Everything is working at the same time, but you're trying to get them all to work together so that you don't fall off the bike. So you're trying to hold the bike steady, pedal the we- the the pedals, you know, make the wheels turn. Plus, you're looking ahead to try to make sure that you don't run into anything. And But your mind is telling you, don't fall, don't fall. And every time you're telling yourself, don't fall, what do you do? The bike turns over and you fall. So... I know when I was learning how to ride a bike, I never wore a helmet. I didn't have on a helmet. I didn't have on knee pads. I didn't have on anything. I just had a lot of scraped knees and cut elbows by the time I finished learning how to ride. But I tell you, by the end of that day, guess who knew how to ride? I might have been had some scrapes and bruises, but I knew how to ride. But now, when I was raising my sons, they wore helmets, knee pads, you know, all this, all this stuff, because they were like, oh, you can't let the kid fall off. They're going to hurt themselves. They're going to get scrapes and bruises. And I was like, I got scrapes and bruises, and I'm fine. But, and now today, you see, most people, they wear helmets with when they're riding their motorcycles. But back in the day, you used to see people riding motorcycles all the time with no helmets on, right? And even now, even now, There's only three states in the country where you're not required to wear a helmet. It's actually required for you to wear a helmet in the majority of the states here in our country. And then when you think about it, sports. 
in football back in the day, when you always see those black and white clips of the, the guys running in the snow and they look so tiny and skinny and you can't even imagine that they were linebackers because everybody looked skinny like Mr. America running on the field. <laughs> they used to wear helmets, but the helmets that they had on were like leather. They were like leather caps. You know what I'm saying? Like those, like the, okay, if you remember once again back in the day, if you see any black and white movies where they had like the pictures of people fighting in World War One. And they used to wear those leather caps on their head, the the air, the, what do you call those people? The pilots the that wore the, oh my gosh, I can't even remember what part of the military that is. Well, anyway, the ones that fly the, fly the planes, they used to have on those like leather cap helmets when they were flying. Um, the fighter jets and stuff. The Air Force. Good night. Thank you, Jesus. And that's what the football players used to wear. They used to wear those like leather caps. But then they found out that with all the banging of their heads and running into each other and getting crushed, you know, hitting their heads on the ground, they had to go to more protective gear. And even with the more protective gear that they've gone with, you still have a lot of players suffering from concussions that they took early on in their, you know, in their playing of the game that they used to have a lot of football players today that are suffering because of those injuries that they that they um, received from ha- getting head injuries and they didn't think anything of it. They would, you know, get knocked down, go to the sideline, shake their head a little bit. The doctor would look at them and be like, you all right? You all right? Yeah, I'm going back. And they would put them right back into the game, not knowing that the guy was suffering from a concussion. They weren't paying attention to things like that. So now they're wearing the helmet to make sure that everyone's head is protected so that you don't have so many injuries. And I know a lot of you are saying, okay, you're, in, you're stressing the importance of protecting your head from injury. And that's, yes, that's what I'm saying all that for, to tell you what the helmet is used for. But I hear you saying, so what does that have to do with spiritual warfare? I'm going to put on this helmet, spiritual warfare. I'm not fighting anybody. You said that we don't fight against flesh and blood. So I'm not going to be in hand-to-hand combat. So what are you talking about with this helmet? How am I going to get my head injured? Well, think about it. Your mind is where the enemy attacks you the most. He places thoughts into your head to make you think that you're not worthy, you're not loved, you're not smart, you're definitely not courageous, you're not capable, you're not powerful, right? That he makes you think that everything that the Bible states about you is false. Because you got to remember, he's the master manipulator. He is aware of all of your weaknesses. And he will use whatever he has to make you miss your mark. Now, your weaknesses may not be my weaknesses, but just like he's telling you things, he's telling me things. So he wants to create a detour to get us off our journey so that we won't continue in doing what we need to do for the kingdom. So that's where the importance of the helmet comes in. That's why we have the helmet of salvation. And you remember in Genesis 3, 1 to 4, and I'm going to remind you because, you know, I always take it back to the beginning of the book. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said 
You should not eat of any tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you won't surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, you see, you see how he comes to you in what he knows is the word of God. And then he has you rethink about what you've been told. Then he twists it so that it sounds like what God told you was incorrect. Master manipulator. He deceived Eve and she walked in the garden with God every evening. Think about it. She knew what the Lord said to her and Adam. They were with him every day. Remember, God used to visit them in the cool of the evening. After they had finished their day's work and the sun was going down, God would come and commune with them. So can you imagine... Just think about it. Can you imagine God showing up at your house every evening when you've completed your work day? <laughs> Some of us would be like, you know what? I hope when he come by here tonight, I hope he don't ask me about because I really don't even feel like getting into it. Right. I mean, think about it. Think about how comfortable we've become with just our conversations with the Lord. Right. So if Eve knew God, yet she was still willing to entertain the serpent. Where she could have just heard what he said and been like, I don't believe you. I'll ask him tonight when he comes to see us. No, she was like, hmm, everything got twisted, right? So if she knew God, she knew his voice. She knew everything that he would say to her and Adam, and she still entertained the serpent and listened to what he said. For whatever reason, nobody knows why she listened to him. Was she bored? Was she just like, well, I'm going to do this on my own because Adam is always taking control. Who knows? But the Bible, even though the Bible doesn't tell us, we only know that she did it. But if he was able to catch her, who had God with her every night, we hear God's voice. We speak to him, or at least we should be speaking to him daily. And yet Satan could catch us as well. So why is it that Satan's able to tell us things that we know that they're not true? Why, when we know who we belong to, we know the God that we serve, we know what the Lord has told us personally and what he's told us collectively from reading the word. Why is Satan still able to make us doubt ourselves and doubt the Lord? Right? Imagine that we doubt the Lord, the ruler of the heaven and the earth, the creator of all things in the universe where everything was made and could not have been made if it wasn't for him speaking his word. Yet we doubt and give room for Satan to make us rethink everything that we've come to believe. 
Yes, we do. And that is why the helmet is so important. It's so important for us to use during our spiritual warfare. It protects our minds from the tricks of the enemy. The helmet of salvation, which is salvation comes from Christ. So when you think about it, we're actually wearing our helmet of salvation, which is we're wearing our helmet of Christ. We are allowing the characteristics of Christ to become one with our thinking. We are allowing the words spoken by Christ to become part of our everyday thoughts. Because that helmet is covering us with the nature that is our Lord and Savior. He's protecting our minds from every evil word, thought, and deed that might be placed upon us by the enemy. Look, we're going to go back even to Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That, those two scriptures right there, they're letting us know. When Paul said that, he was telling them the only way you could take on the characteristics of Christ, the only way that you can walk the walk that he's been teaching us to walk, is by renewing your mind because everything else that's in our mind gives us garbage. It gives us garbage because if we're listening to the enemy who's constantly telling us we're not capable, we're not powerful, we're not smart, we're not, you know, we're not anything. We're we're just not. We're just a blob of nothing. If we keep believing that and walking in that, how can we walk like Christ? Christ didn't walk around thinking that he was a blob of nothing, that he wasn't powerful, that he didn't wasn't who he was. He knew who he was. And no, he didn't walk around acting as though he was powerful because acting as though you're powerful and being powerful is two different things. And do you know that most people that want to portray that they have so much power really don't have power? Because those who have power, They don't have to open their mouth and say a thing. When they walk into a room, you know who has the power. And that's what Christ was doing. When he walked somewhere, everyone knew who he was. Everyone felt the energy that he had. And he was just this quiet, spoken, nice, you know, he said what he had to say. And that was it. He wasn't coming in the room blasting guns. Yo, blah, 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 blah. Do what I say because if you don't, you're all going to hell. And that's why I had to come here in the first place because none of y'all ain't know how to follow directions. He could have came down here like that. All y'all don't know what the heck is going on. That's why I had to come to clean this mess up. He didn't come down here like that. He didn't come down here like that. He came down here with, you know what? I'm going to walk with you. I know you guys don't understand, but I'm going to teach you. I'm going to show you how you can handle things and get the job done, right? And with the renewing of our minds, because we're presenting our bodies 
and our minds as a living sacrifice because our mind is a living organ, right? Our mind is continually churning, doing, giving us functions for our body. Move your hand, move your feet, sit down, stand up. Our mind tells us everything. Our thoughts become our living habits, right? So that's why you have to renew your mind. Proverbs 23 and 7, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So if we continue to believe what the enemy tells us, it gets embedded in our heart and we believe that that's what we are. So that's why with the renewing of our mind, with everything that Christ has told us, with all the words that God has given us in his word, when we tell ourselves these things every day, it gets embedded in our heart and we believe it because we know it to be true. And remember when I first started the show back in the beginning when we were doing the vision boards and the gratitude journals and all that stuff, I said, I had told you guys that I had a problem remembering scripture. And the way that I remembered it is I would write a scripture down and I would paste it someplace. And every time I walked by it, I would read it so that I would remember it. So as I was reading it, I would say it to myself over and over. And that's how I remembered scriptures. That's how you renew your mind. That's how you keep it going daily all the time. Because you're reading your devotional or you reading your Bible or whatever you do in your quiet time when you're talking with God. When you read that chapter, do you remember everything in that chapter? You remember the story, but do you remember like one specific scripture? You might if you just pick one out that was the most important to you that God wanted you to remember. You would remember that scripture. So if you write it down, you can always rehearse it to yourself. That helps you renew your mind. Because as 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5 tells us, for we walk in the flesh. We do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, right? So that's what's happening when we wear our helmets. We're able to cast down arguments, the arguments of you're not worthy, you're not smart, you're not loved, you're not saved. Child, of you, you are not a child of the Most High God. You are not blessed and highly favored. You are not the apple of his eye. And we are able to, we are able to speak against anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That every word that comes out of Satan's mouth, we're able to combat it. Every word that Satan has ever spoken is to exalt himself over God, right? But with our helmets, we're able to bring all those thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's the importance of having on the helmet because Christ is our salvation. Remember that. And without him, there is no other way to enter into the kingdom because he paid the price for our sins. And it's not by our works, but by the grace and mercies of God because he sacrificed his son for us. 
because he loved us so much, right? That's the importance of having on that helmet because when you have on that helmet, it keeps you with clear mind, clear thinking, clear understanding because you're constantly wearing the thoughts of Christ, the words of Christ, the words of God, everything that you have been told to be able to combat the enemy because he's coming for you. Trust and believe he's coming for you. Even if you feel, well, why would he be coming for me? I'm not anybody. You're somebody. You're a child of God. And see, when you say those things to yourself, I'm not anybody. Right there, you're already giving him an opening to say, oh, she already thinks she's not anybody. Let me reinforce that for her. Let me give her a rough day. Let me give her a hard time. Let me let her boss tell her how the report that she spent hours doing didn't, you know, didn't didn't measure up to what he was looking for so that she could really just feel she's not anybody. She doesn't know anything. Uh Uh-uh. Okay, yeah, I spent hours doing that report and my boss may not recognize that what I gave him was exactly what he asked for, but I'm going to look at it again. I might have missed something. I might have missed something in what he told me and I'm going to give it back to him again. And then we're going to sit down and we're going to discuss it. And as I'm sitting there discussing it with him, I'm going to be pleading the blood because the Holy Spirit's going to be in there with me controlling everything going on in the conversation, right? Wearing your helmet of salvation. And with that, we're going to take a music break. You've been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. What Brooklyn sounds like. Let me get my music ready. Here we go, y'all. Unmistakably broken Little bit here, little bit there Pieces scattered everywhere Hopeless, sick in the heart Bad approach gets Afraid of the dark Out of nowhere you You come into view Darkness has to back up What else could it do? You are the, you are the light And you're never going out Never, never going out Everything changes when Heart gets better Pieces come together Sometimes I forget
Everybody's telling me it's done Feeling like I'm about to throw in the towel Face the fight or turn away and run Then I remembered That you are always for me If you've said it once I've heard it twice I can always trust you with my life With eyes of faith I still believe 
ride is not over till you say so. Say so till you say so. It's not finished till you say so. Say so till you say so. Yeah, yeah. You have the final say. Circumstance, your purpose for me will come to pass. Lord, you have perfectly orchestrated such a wonderful plan for me. So, why should I doubt you now? You've shown me from time that if you said it once, then I've heard it twice. I can always trust you with my life. Eyes of faith, I still believe. Oh, 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 that it's not over till you say so. Say so, till you say so. It's not finished till you say so. Say so, till you say so. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You are listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is now time for the part of the show that I call Op-Ed. But before we get there, I want to let you know who we heard in our musical interlude. Of course, you know we always start out the top of the show with Making Changes by Grace. We then heard from Lexi in the room. We heard Can't Even Imagine by Desmond Pringle. And we just heard from Called Out Music, Say So. So now, as we continue with our conversation about the helmet of salvation, and I want to remind all of you, if you're new to the show, welcome. Come back. We love to have you here. And if you've missed any of my previous shows, you can go to my show page on RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. You can go into my archives and catch any show that you want to hear. You can also find me on all other podcasts, podcast platforms. And when you go to Radio Free Brooklyn, you might even see some other shows that interest you. You know, make a donation because that's what keeps this radio going because it allows people to get on here and, you know, play their music. You might even have some interest in some Brooklyn bands. We have a lot of... um we have a lot of hosts that have shows that talk about music in just Brooklyn alone, if you're interested in things like that. So check out the page. It's pretty cool. So going back into the salvation, the helmet of salvation, it's so important that we keep our mind at peace. And that's the number one thing, keeping your mind at peace. Because 
When you have your mind at peace, you're able to think clearly. You're a- able to think logically. When there's chaos going on and your mind is all over the place, scattered, that's when you have the most problems. Just think about when you're having your worst day. It's when so many things are bombarding your mind and you can't get control of what you're thinking. So it's very important to keep the peace in your mind. And actually to keep your peace, the Bible tells us that when we keep our mind stayed on Christ and on God, he keeps us in perfect peace. That's the way we keep our minds in perfect peace, by keeping it on the Lord. And that's the first place that the enemy will come for you in your mind. Our minds are rapidly turning over information every day, right? There is so much going on in the world. There's so much going on in our country, in our cities, in our neighborhoods, even in our homes. So with all that information that's battering us every day from all sides, one thing after the next, after the next, after the next, after the next. Can we see how coming for you through your thoughts would be a great idea for the enemy? Because already he's looking at it. Okay, he's thinking about this. She's thinking about that. Oh, they just saw a clip on the news. Oh, they just looked at their phone and this news feed came up. Oh, their girlfriend or the boyfriend just came by the desk and said, oh, did you hear about so-and-so-and-so? Oh, they just got a text from this one saying, girl, did you hear... Boy, let me tell you, are you coming to the barbershop today? I got something to tell you, man. This is going on. Blah. All the th- Your kids' school is calling. Your kids are calling. Ma, what happened to this? You said you was leaving this out. I didn't have this. You got my. You forgot my permission slip. Or you have your kids in college. That's, oh my gosh, I can't take these classes. I want to come home. Can I come home? Your husband's, what's for dinner? What's, you know, what are we having? I don't want those leftovers. Yeah, I liked it last night, but I don't want it again tonight. Or if you're single, you know what? What am I going to make for myself? I made that last night, but I really don't even want to make that either. You go in the supermarket. Oh my gosh, this price, that price. How many things are coming at you at one time? How many things are coming at you? So the enemy's like, okay, she filled, he filled with all that stuff. Let me just throw something else in there. Yeah, that's why they working out right for you because it's this, 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 and that. But thanks be to the Lord. Can I get an Amen. Thank you, Lord, that we have a way to defeat the enemy at his own game. We have our helmet of salvation. But let me say something to you, which has been churning in my spirit for a minute. This war game that we're engaged in is not for the faint at heart. I'm telling you right now, and you've probably heard me say this from before, because it still keeps churning in my spirit, and it's like, God keeps up. Let them know this. Let them know that when you step on that battlefield, this is not a. Let me put it this way. When you decide that you're in this for the win. You're going to have to make your uniform your everyday attire. Right. I can't stress it enough that if you decide, oh, you know what? I no longer want to be in this war. I'm not going to wear my uniform today. Believe me. That's exactly what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to become so relaxed again that you start to believe that you can handle whatever's coming through to you or coming your way. You can handle it without wearing the armor. And that's when you become the most vulnerable, right? 
because you're exposed. You must stay mindful of what is going on and do what you need to do to protect yourself. Because, like I said, you go out and figure, oh, I got this. Okay, oh, keeps talking about this. She keeps talking about that. Why she keep going back there saying blah, blah, blah. It's because even though you hear it, if you don't listen, because you know how many times, <laughs> how many of us could hear things and we're not listening? Uh, seriously, how many times have you been in a conversation with someone? You hear them talking. But were you listening to what they were saying? Because you could walk away or could have even answered in that conversation. You could have gave a reply. And the reply that you gave, the person was looking at you like, why why would you say that? Did you hear? Were you listening to anything I just said to you? We could hear a lot of things. But it's whether we're listening or not that differentiates where we are and how we handle information. So. Because I'm stressing this, and I stress this because I love you with the love of the Lord, I'm stressing this because this is something he wants you to get down in your spirit because he wants you to understand, and it might not even be happening to you right now. Everything I'm telling you, it doesn't mean that you're actually going through it right now, but you don't know where your journey is going to take you, where something may pop up. That you're going to be like, hmm, this is what she was talking about when she said ABCD. This is what she was talking about when she said, wear that belt of truth. This is what she was talking about when she said, protect your heart with the breastplate of righteousness. This is what she was, this is what she meant when she said, make sure you have on your shoes of peace. And carry your shield of faith. Oh my gosh, my helmet of salvation. Now I understand. Sometimes when you get things, like those of us who have been to college, I won't even go back to high school because in high school you were half paying attention because I know I was. You're paying attention to some things. You weren't paying attention to other things. You were more interested in the your boyfriend, your girlfriend, meeting up after school, who's getting pizza, who's not getting pizza. I mean, you were just so, everything else in high school made sense except for what you were doing in the classroom. But when you got into college, yeah, you had your parties and everything, but that's when you really started paying attention to like, hmm, you know what? And they started saying stuff that might have vaguely sound familiar to you that you heard in high school. And you're like, wait a minute, I, I learned this already. And it comes back to your remembrance This is what hearing all this stuff that I'm giving you, this is what it's going to do for you in your journey going forward. When you run into that situation, you're going to be like, hmm, this is where I need to resort to my, and you're going to know what part of the uniform you need to be wearing. So today we had our helmet of salvation. And the thing that I love about October is a long month, right? And, of course, we need to wear our helmet every day. And that ends op-ed before I get into talking about October. So we ended op-ed with knowing that our helmet of salvation we need to wear every day. But because October is a long month, we've had like five, we're going to have five weekends in October. 
So this, it lines everything up perfectly because next week we're going to be to our last piece of the uniform, which is going to be our, let me get this right because I don't want to say it wrong. It's going to be our sword of, what do we call it? It's going to be our sword of the spirit, which is going to be the word of God. So that's going to be our last piece that we're going to talk about next week. But we're still in October. So we still have our word of the month, which is agreement, the condition of having the same opinion or a decision or arrangement between two or more people or groups to do something or to obey the same rules. In other words, you and I come to a conclusion that, yeah, this is what we're going to do. In a nutshell, all that, or it's a group of us, we're like, are we eating Chinese food or are we eating Italian tonight? I think we want to tell, okay, yeah, we're all going there. Agreement. We're all in agreement to what we want to do. But rather than just agreeing to what restaurant we're going to go to next week or what food we're going to eat tonight, we have to be in agreement with, yeah, I'm going to wear this uniform. I'm going to wear this armor because I know I need to present certain things to certain people to make them aware of how their life could be so much better. I'm not going to say easier because it's not going to be easier. Nothing in this life is going to be easier. There's not anything in this life that you can do that's going to make your life completely easy. You can do things to make it a little bit easier in the moment, but you just waking up every day, life is going to be difficult because life is what life is. I mean, if you haven't realized that by now, you need to get a clue and realize that. Life is what life is, and there's always going to be something that's going to be an obstacle in front of you, but it's all in the way how you perceive it. It's all in the way of how you look at it and how you deal with it. And that's what wearing this uniform, this armor prepares us for. Because we know that we're going to get bombarded with things coming at us all the time. But if you're fully prepared for it, it doesn't catch you off guard. So in closing today, we have to remember today was our helmet of salvation. And that was just keeping our mind at peace not letting the things of the world, the chaos of our lives bombard our thoughts to allow the enemy to get into our heads, to start playing manipulative games and thinking that having us think that we're not who we are. And our promise today is going to come from Philippians 4, 8 to 9. This is our promise for the week. Philippians 4, 8 to 9. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on those things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. So with that, I say, everyone have a lovely rest of your week. Remember your belt of truth, your breastplate of righteousness, your shoes for the peace, spreading the gospel. 
your helmet of salvation, right? And we're prepared. So I say have a blessed rest of your week. And until God deems fit to bring us back together again, if he so, if it's his will to bring us back together again next week, peace. Of course, you know, we're going to dance this out today again, right? I've been in a let's dance this out mood this entire month. And so why should I break the spirit of it? Have a blessed one.
Tell the story of the mercy I've been shown. 